0: Yes, yes, y'all from the McKinney ISD Stadium and Community uh, Event Center here in beautiful McKinney, Texas. It's Texas football today live from the Lone Star Conference Media Day. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football a Magazine and TexasFootball.com, a corresponding website. Thanks for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live, TexasFootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all of the places. Or you listen to us in the podcast after the fact. I'm joined by Mallory Hartley, producer of Republic of Football and host of Women Talking Football. Hi, Mallory. Hey. And we've got. Be here. We're going to be rolling through a number of big name guests. Mm-hmm. So why don't we just start things off with the reigning Region Four was Region Four Coach of the Year? Is that right? It was Region yeah. Four Coach of the Year. The reigning, um, uh, the, the, the 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 reigning you know preseason favorites of the Lone Star Conference. Uh, let's talk with Coach uh, Jeff Gersh of the Angelo State Rams. Coach, how are you? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks so much for for spending some time with us. Um, you guys are coming off of uh, an historic 2021 season. First playoff bid since 2014, most wins since 1989, second appearance in the third round of, in school history. So now that time has passed, Uh, how do you assess what you guys were able to do last year?
2: Well, you know, you sit back and look at it, and you you always wonder why. You know, the last game of the year is if you don't win them all, you're going to take a look at that game probably the most. But, uh, you know, at the end of the year, when you got a chance to step back and and, and see what um, we were able to accomplish as a team in 2021, um, you're very proud of that. Mm -hmm. You know, you're proud of your players, um, you're really proud of your coaches you know uh, if I've done anything right at Angelo State in my time as a head football coach I hired well and I got some great guys that uh, understand what it takes to to win football games and also what it takes to continue to build these guys as men you know and then turn them into productive members of society and you know I'm so proud of that part of it so taking a step back and looking and you know the, the seniors that we had that came back for that 50 year or that 60 mm-hmm. year in some cases with with the COVID year you know the appreciation you have for them and what they've done uh, for the program to set us to where we're at right now um no doubt is uh it's been good to sit back and look at that
3: and coach after all that success that you guys had last year has the expectation in the building raised a little bit
2: i mean it has i mean i think uh you know we always have a high expectation Mm -hmm. we always did um you know moving moving into it when i took over in 2019 um but I, i think that uh when you finally see some true results like that and you get into the playoffs and you make a little bit of a run. And and again, it didn't end the way we wanted it to end. Uh, we felt like we could have uh, won another, another game or two in that. But at the same time, it's uh, you know you definitely have some expectations. And, and, and our players see that and they get that taste. You know That's the biggest thing. I think their expectations, they know what we expect from them. But now their expectations as players, I think, um, and then how they groom the younger players to get them ready to go and take that next step, um, that's definitely increased. You you
0: guys, uh, you have the uh, the pleasure of bringing back the preseason Lone Star Conference Offensive Player of the Year in Nathaniel Mayabu III, uh, a guy who, um, you know, was was so important to, to what you guys did last year. As the guy who sees him every day in practice, like we see the game tape and we see all that stuff and say, "Wow, that guy's pretty good." Yeah. Uh, you're the guy who sees him every day in practice. What is it that that makes him special?
2: Well, he has a huge work ethic. I mean, yeah. he is a uh, Grinder, uh, in, in the definition of grinder, that's what he is. You know, he's battled, you know, different things in and out throughout his career. Um, that you know, he's always rebounded from, and, and he's just a he's a he's a leader, man. He's he he's so likable. You know, amongst his teammates, he's one of the the, the favorite guys amongst his teammates. Um, he he just he just oozes confidence in the sense of uh, and, and setting the tone and doing those type of things and so you know nate's uh he's such a hard worker i will tell you a story his mom you know i remember when he was a freshman he was dressed for a game and um at halftime she was standing next to me on the sidelines and she said do you think nate can get a get a rep in tonight because he, he was a backups backup mm-hmm. at, the, at that time as a freshman i said just just you wait <laughs> you know, nate, nate's gonna get his opportunity so uh but he's just done an awesome job and um we're excited to have him back
3: you guys had the number one defense in the low star conference last year and because of all the hype and all the fireworks around your offense do you feel as if your defense maybe sometimes gets a little bit overlooked sometimes um
2: you know i, I think at times if you look by the numbers uh going into it maybe uh, mm-hmm. um, out of it but uh our defensive guys didn't allow that to happen. Night, <laughs> Absolutely you know, uh, not. In practice and in, in games, you know, they did everything they could. And, and the old uh, saying that iron sharpens iron, you know, when you're having that offense go against that defense every single day in practice, camp, spring ball, it just it's going to end up having some success. And, Um, Both sides were sharp. It's because of the other side and what we saw in practice each and every day. And those defensive kids that we had, we lost quite a few kids um, out of it. But I can't wait to see these young guys step in. We have such good talent that just haven't played a lot of football yet. (laughs) So, you know, spring ball was huge for them and then obviously the offseason. But, um, you know, we're excited to have another great defense.
0: You guys get to bring back QB1 and Zach course coach's kid, back for third year as a starter, I believe, basically. Um, How have you seen him grow as a quarterback there? To Angelo. Yeah,
2: well, first thing he's done is he's really uh Worked hard in the weight room. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that young man, you know, when he came in, he was probably 170 pounds. You know, he's about 205, 210 now, and so he worked really hard in the weight room and developing his skills. You know, Kevin Kilmer, our offensive coordinator, has done an outstanding job with with just developing him and and um, you know going through reads and understanding our offense and what we're doing, the ins and outs of it. And and I'll go back to it the 2020 year with COVID. You know, having those four games that we played in the fall. Was really beneficial for Zach uh, to continue his growth as a a leader, and that led into um, you know a a great run this past year.
3: And lastly, Coach, you were the like we mentioned earlier, you were the Division II Region Four Coach of the Year. What kind of an honor? What
2: does that mean to you? Well, it's it's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I sit back and look at it, and again, it's it's because we got great players. You know, we got great coaches. I mentioned those guys earlier. Our coaching staff, they do such a good job of going out and recruiting unbelievable football players so when you win games you get honors like that as a a head coach and don't don't get me wrong I I I am proud of that Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm proud of the process of getting there it was um, a lot of hard work with great coaches and great players uh, that allowed uh, for that to happen well now all you guys got to go is do what you did again
0: yeah. Other than that, yeah. like, things are... It's easy, you know, right? It's easy. easy. It's, yeah. Easy. Yeah. it's sure. easy.
2: You know, we're excited about our schedule, you know, adding uh, the three schools from the the GNAC, mm-hmm. and, and then, you know, playing Minds again. We're going to play them mm-hmm. uh, week two. You know, that was something uh, that got done after we played them in the playoffs, and um, I, I'm friends with their offensive coordinator and, and it just worked out. I mean, th- those are the games that Angelo State wants to play. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to play teams of that caliber and, and you get those as non-conference them and Shadron State, who is also a very good mm-hmm. football team of the RMAC, and then you get to go right into the Lone Star Conference play and, and play in, you know, the Midwestern States and I mean, all the schools that are in that conference from top, top to bottom. So we're just so excited about it and look forward to another great run and see how it goes. Jeff
0: Sounds Girsh.
3: like a French tour to me. Uh, I'm telling you,
0: Jeff Gersh had come coach of the angelo state rams coach appreciate your time congratulations again on such a fantastic 2021 season and looking forward to seeing you maybe back here in mckinney that would be nice like like a basically a home yeah. game yeah. at let's this point you know what i mean let's make it a date we're, we're good thanks that. coach appreciate you take care. thanks absolutely there goes jeff gersh head coach of the angelo state rams joining us here at lone star conference media day here in mckinney i'm greg tepper that's mallory hartley thanks coach appreciate you um we're here talking pickles here too hi pickle Hi, we, team. Had to go, we had to go straight into it. Yeah, coach is sitting down like we are we not keeping. No, no, we, we weren't even ready to go. We are not keeping a national quarterfinalist waiting. Absolutely no, not. not. Uh, yeah, a third round. Maybe it wasn't quarterfinal. Whatever it was, he was. Third they round. made a very deep round. Uh, de- deep round in the playoffs. They start the year number one uh, in the Lone Star Conference. Uh, you know, to start the year, we're excited to see what what they're able to do, and they should be able to do that. Come on, let's do it. Good to see hey, you. Coach, Come how's on, going? pull it up. We're j- going to be
3: joined now by.
0: Tell me your
3: name. I'm Mallory Hartley. Mallory Hartley. Mallory. Yes, sir. Very nice to meet you. I'm Greg.
0: Yeah, Greg. <laughs> I'm Greg. <laughs>
4: it's
3: good to see you again, hey, coach.
0: coach. You are? Ashley. Matt. That's Ashley. Okay, well, awesome. We're now joined We're gonna, by Bill up. Maskell, the head coach of the mid, of Midwestern State Mustangs. Uh, coach, I saw you at THSCA Coaching School and Convention about two weeks ago, and I said, I'll get my chance. Don't you worry. I'll get my chance to put you on the hot seat, <laughs> and here you
4: are. Are you nervous? Not at all. (laughs) You don't look nervous. I think I had one player up here that was nervous. (laughs) I think he did. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I I told these guys a week ago, you're going to go up there and they're going to ask you questions and you're going to get interviewed. Yeah. But you're...
3: you're,
0: you're a natural at this. You've been, you've been doing
3: this. You've been doing right. this for years, right? Uh, you just you
4: take it just like I'm talking to you or uh. you're talking to a group over here. Yeah. It's, we're
0: not that important to be real on. No, um. you
4: are. You are. <laughs> so let me... You're just... working the, 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 uh, Dave Campbell's magazine. Uh, is a legend. Well, oh,
0: we're trying. You. We're trying to keep it that way. Well, well I
4: don't let it go uh, because it's it's special in the state of Texas. Well, we're 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 trying as hard as we can. Just like
0: your Mustangs are <laughs> up there. You yeah. guys are the defending conference champs, left out of the playoffs. It's 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 a little bit of you know positives and negatives there. Has the way that last season ended has that served as fuel for you guys in this offseason?
4: You know our kids and I'm gonna go back the COVID year was not a good year for anybody Mm -hmm. Uh, we went through the spring Um, we got beat by Permian Basin an ugly loss Mm -hmm. an overtime over in I think we're in Midland maybe and uh, that game resonated with us Mm -hmm. and uh, that was the beginning of of the healing process mm-hmm. and the next week uh, and I'm gonna, if we got a minute I'll tell you exactly what, what, how, how that happened and, and how we got to where we were last got year
0: got nothing but time for you coach
4: we uh I was embarrassed during the game mm-hmm. 19 penalties 6 personal fouls mm. our guys wanted to fight after the game which is in maturity we got outplayed we got outcoached um but on the way home, I wrote about eight or ten pages about my thoughts. Um, got home before I went to bed and I wrote another two pages. <laughs> got up in the morning and run, wrote another two pages. Went and watched the tape and wrote about four pages. And then I met with the coaches and listened to their thoughts. And talk, then I talked to the weight coach. And then I formulated an opinion and we had a meeting that afternoon. And that meeting was not an enjoyable meeting for anybody. And I told the coaches, I said, somebody's going to get up and walk out of here. Mm. And I don't care who it is. If it's a starter, this position, that, but let it be. Don't even try to go after him because he's gone. And that got, not one guy uh, got up out of that. We hadn't had a team meeting uh, prior to that. And then I, that next week, I started interviewing the players. <laughs> and i would say out of 197 of them said coach that was the best thing that could have ever happened to us mm-hmm. and then our weight coach did a tremendous job of of getting them to understand where we were and where we're going and so as we went through the season and we were lucky in some cases i mean the commerce game you know we made a a big catch in the end zone when it was really knocked up, and then it mm-hmm. became in our hands, and we scored right there at the end of the game. Um, but our kids just battled and fought, and we probably weren't the most talented team. I, know, I still don't think we're the most talented team, um, so at the end of the season, we, yes, we were disappointed, but I think coming from where we came from and how what we had to overcome to get to that point, mm-hmm. it was pretty special. Mm-hmm. I've not seen, of all the teams that we've had over the years, I've not seen a team that celebrate the last game of the season mm. with the, the way we celebrated in a positive way, not a negative way. And and to me, that just just really touched my heart to watch those guys. So we came in the meeting. We we had a meeting set up for Sunday. I thought we were going to get in. We when it looked like we weren't. Mm-hmm. I. I uh, called a couple of team members, put a text out, said, you know, it doesn't look like we're going to get in. We'll meet tomorrow afternoon. If mm. it changes, we'll meet tonight.
5: Yeah.
4: <clears throat> as disappointed as everybody was, mm-hmm. there wasn't any complaining. Yeah. And I think that's a an area of, of growth. Mm-hmm. Now, we graduated 20-some, five players, so we're dealing with a, a bunch of younger kids, particularly that haven't played. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Malik's played quite a bit. Harvey's, mm-hmm. you know, when he's not injured, he, he's played quite a bit. Uh, but he's still got two years of, of, of eligibility left uh, with the COVID year. And he's only believed last year was his first year. So mm-hmm. he hadn't played a lot. Um, so I, I think we're in a good place. But, you know, the schedule is not easy. mm um, the grind 's not easy. Mm-hmm. Um, we just got to take a day by the time and and try to get better as we go and and i think that 's been the the mission of these guys all summer we 've had over i think we had about seventy five their first summer session and had over a hundred um, mm-hmm. during mm-hmm. the second session so and I tripped that to our weight coach jeremy pick is awesome mm-hmm. we don 't deserve to have him <laughs> I told i told our our ad that we need to give him as many raises as we can because
3: <laughs> it's a good man right here. It's a yeah, good man. He,
4: he is uh <laughs> Will he be my boss. He, yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs>
4: but Pick is—I uh, mean, he is. I hate to follow him. Yeah, in speaking because he does such a good job. He reads all the time. It's just him and his wife. He gets up at four o'clock in the morning, goes to bed at ten, and he, and he reads all mm. the time and he remembers. I pick and choose what I read, and I don't remember anything.
3: (laughs) Well, Coach, uh, I got some good news for you. You know, you may be graduating a lot of those players, but you got some key, key players on defense coming back, like uh, cornerback Dylan Davis and defensive end Malik Owens. Do you think that squad is going to be even better than it was in the 2021 season? You know, I
4: think if we can mature, like I I, I see us maturing – um, I think our defense is probably ahead of our offense. Mm-hmm. I think that we've got a little bit more talent, and we're well-rounded on all the positions, and there's some depth there. Um, there's not really a super standout, but there's depth, and uh, I, you know, I like what we, we're doing, and we got good team speed. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think that we can build on what we've done. All right, so let's talk uh, Let's talk quarterback. Everyone's
0: wondering about your quarterback situation. If you'd like to just break some news right now and name a starting quarterback, you you can. We'd appreciate
4: that. Well, That'd you be know, great. The, the, the <laughs> guy that, uh, that ended up last year was Nico Hollins, mm-hmm. and uh, Nico was a backup all year and really— it, it, after those first five days of covid the practice during COVID, he probably had the we although we didn't name a starter after we dropped you know we we, we uh stopped playing because of covid he probably had an edge on mm-hmm. all the guys and then he didn't he didn't come back he had a, a, a came back in the fall and then had a child and and then went back home for the child, and then he stayed home, and then the child died. Hmm. So he's had some adversity, but his. And then he came back last fall. Mm-hmm. He wasn't there at all during the summer, so he was way behind. And uh, he was just awesome last year with his energy and positive energy and enthusiasm and and just accepting. And he he started off the third quarterback, maybe the fourth, <laughs> and he worked his way up to two and uh, the kid who was two that went down had a, a ponder the kid that mm-hmm. played for us during the spring had an amazing attitude nico had an amazing attitude we just never gave him a chance and that was probably my if I, if I had to do last year over again we didn't even play him in the quincy game when we won 45 to 20 or something mm-hmm. and he should have played should have played the fourth quarter but, but he didn't and i'd take responsibility for that so he's the he's the guy going in and mm-hmm. Um, we've got a couple other guys that have not played. Our, our quarterback that finished the UT game in uh, 18 let us down with a score and almost mm-hmm. end up beating them. Kaylor Sullivan is back. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think those are our, probably our top two guys at this point. Mm-hmm. That's
3: fair. And finally, Coach, you got a lot of responsibilities on your plate. Not only are you a head coach, but you're also the dean of the Lone Star Conference coaches. Am I right? That's a, that's yeah. a lot of responsibilities. What are your thoughts on this newly redesigned conference?
4: You make me feel old. <laughs> I
3: didn't mean to do that.
4: Oh, no, no. I, just, I just look at her and she's so young and cute. And, and here oh, we are.
3: you're going to make me blush. And, and
4: here we are. Uh, but, you know, somebody said up there, and I did get a chance to elaborate on it. Being on a college campus, mm-hmm. w- regardless if it's our players or not, you're around their girlfriends. You're around the music. And mm-hmm. and I'm not a rap guy, but, but I, I like some of it. Uh-huh. Come on. But, but sure. these guys are always dancing and bopping. And, and the girl, you're, you you just feel young. It, keep, and, it keeps you young. And it, I don't feel old. And, and somebody said one day to me, well, age is just a number. Mm-hmm. And I, I I've, I've got... I think as much energy as the youngest guy in here, maybe not the players, but the coaches. And um, <clears throat> that's a sidebar to what we were talking
3: about.
4: <laughs> so what was your question? I just, got sidetracked
3: there. We're just kind of curious, you know, you're adding teams, oh, teams from yeah. all over the United States. I mean, um, what are your thoughts on this on this new conference? Well, mixed. New edition.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, We've only got to go up there one time. Mm-hmm. We've traveled twice and gotten beat twice. We took commercial to Western Oregon in 18, no, in 19 and got beat, played poorly. Took a charter up to Central Washington and had seven turnovers and got beat. No, we probably played better in that game d- despite the seven turnovers than we did in the mm-hmm. Western Oregon game. Um, I, you know, it's good to have three members uh, to, to fulfill game spots. It's not good for the budget. Mm-hmm. Uh, those guys are those teams up there. They're used to traveling. I'm, you know, they played each other twice over the last however long, uh, which they, when they had Azusa and they had Humboldt, mm-hmm. so they were they had an eight game schedule and only had to play three games away, but the rest of it was in the on the West Coast. Now that we're going up there. Uh, you know, we're we're we're, charter, we're not chartering this year because the gas has mm-hmm. gone up, yeah. diesel's mm-hmm. gone up. So we're 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 uh, like most teams, we're uh, going by commercial. Mm-hmm. Well, going by commercial, whether it's us or anybody else, there's a lot of hurdles to overcome um, just to get on the plane, to get to the airport, your luggage. And all the things that you, know, you got 60 players that are scattered around the airport. I mean, it's it, right. it's not an easy thing to navigate, and then you're on your feet the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, beside of that, I think financially, that's the the concern of our conference, mm-hmm. and I would say of our presidents, our ads, our coaches, the travel that 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 you know that we, we you know like we're gonna. We get in at a, uh, noon or something, but we gotta leave Wichita Falls at four mm-hmm. right. or three to get to the airport two hours ahead of time oh, yeah. to unload all the luggage. But coming back, we don't leave till the next day, so we might not get back till five o'clock in the mm-hmm. afternoon. Yeah. So now all of a sudden, you're behind on your next opponent. Right. Um, but as far as playing good competition, uh, we haven't played Simon Fraser, but I-, I can tell you that Western Oregon's a very good football team, and Central Washington's a very good football team, very well coached, physical and tough. Both teams. Uh, so you know, no matter where they're ranked, mm-hmm. in my book, they're they're in the top uh, echelon of the league, and I actually voted probably Central Washington two and Western Oregon three. Mm. And then Angelo won. I mean, I think I think that they've gained exactly. my respect.
0: It's yeah. a, it's a strong conference. Yeah. Uh, Bill Maskell, head coach of the Midwestern State Mustangs, coach. We certainly appreciate your time. Right. As, Thanks, always, appreciate you. as always my friend. Appreciate it. Thank you. Always. Thank you. Keep on keeping. I will. Thanks, do. coach. Nice Thank Thanks, coach. You. There he goes. Bill Maskell, head coach of the Midwestern State Mustangs, Join us here. Lone Star Conference Media Days here at McKinney ISD Stadium. Um, I guess that is your first time meeting Coach Maskell. It is. It's, it's kind of nice. i just known him for. For
3: years, uh, years, yeah, I've years I've known him
0: for a while. Yeah, um, let's do it. Let's do it. See, we're just getting a revolving door. This is great because people just bring us people to talk to. Yeah, we can just sit so here and get kind to be joined. of
6: joined. I was gonna say you want to talk about producing made easy. This is this it. Is yeah. This is easy. SIDs on, it, it we have it easy. We have it easy. How you doing, Nate? I'm Greg. I'm Nate. Good to meet nice you. Good to meet you. And introductions on air. You can't out for I know. <laughs> anything else.
0: We're joined now by the preseason Lone Star Conference Offensive Player of the Year, running back Nate Omabayu. Did I get that right? Oh, my my I Abu. even wrote it down. Oh, my yep. They keep
6: trying to add extra stuff. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's, it's
0: me. All right. The preseason Lone Star Conference Offensive Player of the Year. You found that out about, she's Aaron Hardy going on forever. So like two hours ago. <laughs> yes. um, your reaction to to that honor?
7: Honestly, I'm, I'm you know, blessed and grateful for it. Uh, I know the work that we've all put in at Angelo. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just glad that, you know, everybody else is seeing that. I'm just, you know, focused on this season, working towards the end goal of, you know, hopefully getting to the national championship with the team Mm -hmm. and the guys that I've grounded with for years now. And um, it's just a huge honor to receive that.
3: You were the Lone Stars Conference's leading rusher in 2021, but you missed the final game of the season due to an injury. Mm -hmm. Uh, Going back to that, uh, how difficult was it for you to to stand on the sidelines and just watch your team you know go out there and do their thing but you weren't able to to contribute to that
7: it was very difficult um you know you you work so hard all year for precious moments (laughs) during the season and a lot of people you know may take that for granted and um it was very difficult to just be on the sideline you know watch my guys you know play their heart out like I knew they would um but that's what football is all about. You know, things happen. Adversity hits you, but it's what are you going to do next to, you know, answer to that adversity? So that game was against Colorado School of Mines. Mm-hmm. You
0: guys get them week two. Yes, sir. Uh, Avenge tour. I, here we go. One game at a time. Adventure. No, not tour. everybody looking at you. Is week two against mine circled on your calendar? Because because it, yeah All games are circled. Here we go. I like it. I mean, all uh, games all of them are circled. All, circle all of them are circled. Come on. You can't tell me that that's not going to be, you know, you, they knocked you out of the playoffs. You weren't able to be a part of it. Um, it's got to be a little bit more, right?
7: I mean, yeah. All, all games are circled. <laughs> uh, every game is every important. You know, mm-hmm. you can't get to a certain goal without completing the task in all games. So, yeah. Um, I didn't get to play them last season. I'm looking forward to the opportunity this season. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, all games are important. Okay. I yeah.
5: like
0: that. Oh, that's good. That's a good, that's, that's a
5: good answer. That's
7: a very diplomatic answer. This man,
0: this man, like, this make this well, well drilled. <laughs> I'm just trying to, like, I'm trying to drag it out of him, but he won't take the bait. I'm sorry. You, Mallory, I, I interrupted you. Go ahead. That's okay.
3: You guys were the number two scoring offense in the Lone Star Conference last year. What needs to happen for you guys to just – take it one step further and become the number one scoring offense in the LC- LSC?
7: I honestly don't think we should change a thing. I think mm-hmm. that um, if we just keep working the way we've been working, mm-hmm. that everything's going to follow us as, as it should. Um, and we work hard. Uh, I know our, the guys that I work with every day works hard, just like I will. So um, Just to c- continue to get that trust with each other, You know, build that bond between everyone on the offensive side and follow our leader, Zach Bronkhorst, and we'll We'll go as far as we want to go. All right. So let's talk about. You're, of course, the preseason Lone Star
0: Conference Offensive Player of the Year. Your brother Daniel signed to play defensive end at Abilene Christian. Your brother Benji is a running back at Idaho State. Plain and simple. Who's the best athlete in the family?
7: It's me, no question.
3: Oh, That's of no course. Of so
0: it's course. not.
7: So it's not nah. even like not even close. Okay, <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest. I'll be completely honest, and yeah. I've never said this. I've never said this, but I'll say it here since this is like a big stage. For Thank me. you. Okay, best athlete in the family is Benji. Really? Benji's the best athlete. Best football player. Yeah. are truly. truly.
0: I got it. <laughs> I got it. Nah, <laughs> I get that.
7: All right. Okay. So 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 like Benji would be Benji beat you in a foot race? We haven't raced in a long time, but every time that we've raced, I've beaten them. But okay. you know, we haven't raced in a while, so I can't give you an answer. Oh. I, I'll say it. I'll say it'll be close.
0: Look, we've got cameras, and like yeah. we can set this up. We have access to a Benji's. Football. Actually,
7: down the street, he's um, <laughs> he's call
5: actually. He's,
3: what, are
0: we we what are we doing here? What
5: are we doing? We're just gonna call him up
3: right now. Just start <laughs> actually,
7: he tore this field up when he was in high school. Mm-hmm. So he's he's right. He's in Sherman. He's actually getting on the flight to go back to Idaho today at three or so. But um, yeah, I was. Just, so we got time. I was glad to you know make it home and see him for a little bit, but we'll have to race soon. We'll I love it. Soon. I love it. We'll right. we'll we'll do it live. Uh, That's fine.
0: Nate Omaibu the third, the preseason Lone Star Conference Offensive Player of the Year for Angelo State. Nate, appreciate your time, my man, and best of luck in 2022. All right, thank y'all. Thanks, man. Appreciate you. There he goes, Nate Omaibu the third, the running back for Angelo State preseason Lone Star Conference player. He did great. That all, was, his, his, play, his, his, his teammates his are, are like, back there are like laughing watching at him. him, giving him trouble, <laughs> which is the appropriate response. But, uh, I'd but be disappointed if they didn't do that. Exactly right. Uh, we're here live at Lone Star Conference Media Days here. Mallory Hartley, Greg Tepper, Ashley Pickle talking with big-name guests all across uh, the uh, the Lone, Lone Star, Star Conference. Uh, yeah, we're ready. Keep them, keep them coming. Let's go. Uh, we are pleased to be joined by the defensive end for Midwestern State uh, Malik Owens sitting down at the table right now. Malik, thanks for thanks for taking a little bit of time to talk with us. No, thank you for having. Thanks me. for thanks for coming by. Um, all right, you are back for uh, your 114th season of eligibility at Midwestern <laughs> State. It seems like <laughs> now, is your fifth year. It's your fifth, fifth yeah. year at Midwestern. Um, for you, how important was it for you to finish your full career with the Mustangs?
8: Um, extremely important because you know. Being Coming with the Mustang, I came in 2018, freshman year, and I just felt like it was a family ever since. And I'm about to graduate as a Mustang, so I feel like finishing as a Mustang on football field is, you know, something that needs to be done.
3: Malik, you were second in the Lone Star Conference in tackles for loss per game, in uh, and third in the Lone Star Conference in sacks per game. Uh, do you think that there's a, a next step for you in your game? Like, what what are you looking to improve on this coming season?
8: I'll be first in both those.
3: <laughs> there's the yeah. answer we're looking for. <laughs>
8: mm-hmm, yeah. So just going out and um, working hard and trying
0: to I I even know that
8: really. I even know that. So See, I, y'all the, got me a goal. I we do, goal. The research, we research. do the research. We do the research
0: and, and and Tita for. Pre- you okay now let's talk about something you definitely do now which is the way last season ended yeah. you guys are conference champions you're sitting there on selection day and the name isn't called to you guys miss out on the playoffs mm-hmm. yeah. how do you how has that impacted you guys your team since that happened throughout the off season?
8: tremendously mm-hmm. tremendously i have i have yet to play in a playoff run since i've been at msu mm-hmm. and this is our second time um falling short from the votes to get into playoffs and the whole team morale right now is playoffs. Like, we're trying to get there. We're trying to do what needs to be done because we don't want to feel that feeling again.
0: Yeah. I I, I mean, I, I remember being shocked myself like whenever the, the selection came out and you guys weren't on there. I have to imagine that in the room it was just like yeah like it was. pretty devastating mm-hmm. yeah it was, it was
8: like a, a sunken feeling in your yeah. stomach mm-hmm. you know like wow we we win conference but we're not going to playoffs you know yeah. how does that how does that even yeah. work Yeah, exactly mm-hmm.
3: right uh so earlier we had coach maskell on here uh, and we asked him about how it was being able to balance uh, being a head coach and also the dean of the lone star conference mm-hmm. coaches what's it like to play for him. He's, he just seems like he's he's got so much passion and so much joy to be around you guys all the time.
8: Yeah, uh, Maskell is passionate. Um,
3: <laughs> <laughs> very. Yeah,
8: playing for Maskell is it, it, pretty cool. You know, he, he's been in the game for a very long time and he knows what he's talking about football-wise and just life-wise and he's real wise, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, Playing for him, you know i I love playing for Mass. we a good coach to play for
3: man, it seems like he's been everywhere he's yeah. coached everywhere and now he's he coached
0: for more than fifty <laughs> years for yeah, sure. All yeah right he's... so so then I, I I have to ask you finally because this is you know functionally this is a this is a food show uh, now you're from the Houston area with cy Ridge mm. excellent food town Houston mm-hmm. you eat good no matter what yeah. Where are we eating in Wichita Falls? What's the spot oh, in Wichita man. Falls? That's a good question because like, we're always curious we're all about like, that. We go yes. to Wichita Falls yeah. like two or three times a year for different reasons, mm-hmm. stuff yes. like that. And like we haven't found that spot. We're we haven't found the spot. It was,
8: do, you, do you have a recommendation for us? Um, so, Wichita Falls, you know, they're going to have, like, one of everything, right? Mm-hmm. But if I had to say a local spot, um, El Nornillo's, El, El, El Tornino's. I hope I'm pronouncing it okay. right. I think it's El Nornillo's, <laughs> though. But they have the best breakfast burritos. Like, I always oh, get it. It's a big. Say less. Yes, it's a big breakfast burrito with everything in it, potato, right. bacon, egg, cheese. Oh, beans. breakfast burrito? Yes. Say like,
0: less.
6: This is, this is, <laughs> you, you had me at breakfast. See, <laughs> right,
0: so this, is, this is good. See, big finally, fi- I mean, yeah, you know, we're talking football. Good, but we finally got some good information <laughs> here. There. Malik Owens, the running or the defensive end for uh, the Midwestern State Mustangs. Malik, appreciate your time, my friend, and uh, we're looking forward to seeing you uh, tear it up and be number one in sacks per game yes! in 2022. Uh, thank you, Malik. Thank you. Appreciate you, man. There he goes. Malik Owens, defensive end for uh, Midwestern State. Join us here at Lone Conference Media Days. And got got the, you know, see, you got to ask them the football questions first. And then, and he, then, and then you got to hit, them with hit him with ones. the important stuff, yeah. which is where do we eat in Mitchell Falls, which is uh-huh, true. Uh-huh. We haven't found
6: we Like d- we, we found, so we spot. found, yeah, there was one place and I, I'm kicking myself that I can't remember the name, but unbelievable cheese sticks. Like yeah. the Mott mm-hmm. sticks were great, but knowing that there's a place with breakfast tacos is something that you can never complain about. That's yeah. absolutely no. a, yeah. a common theme here at Dave Campbell's.
0: The, the run of celebrities continues here. Uh, Let's go to South Texas and talk up to the head Javelina, the, uh, the head coach of the A&M Kingsville uh, Javelinas, Coach Mike Salinas. Coach, it's good to see you. I think I saw you. I did see you at THSCA Coaching School Convention. We did. We, just yeah. can't, we can't avoid one another at this point it's, <laughs> uh, as much as you may try. Um, all right. Let me ask you about 2021. Five-and-five five for me and for us feels like a big leap for you guys from from where you guys started and where you guys are, are trying to go. Getting to five-and-five five feels like a, uh, an important step. Did,
9: does it feel like a big leap to you guys as well? It was a, a step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. We felt like we left, uh, you know, left a couple out there, mm-hmm. and I think our kids understand that. Our players understand that going into this year. But uh, uh, definitely it was got us on the right trajectory for where we want to go and what we want to do so there's some learning points that happened uh, throughout the year and looking forward to try to attack those this fall
3: coach you got your first full off season under your belt as a head coach how important is that to you and your program
9: i think it was important for not only myself but our staff and our players this year was the first really traditional year we had Mm -hmm. Uh, we had a traditional spring and, and we were able to go through that and uh get some things done we needed to in terms of evaluation and uh, a lot of the le- young guys got a lot of work so um, it was beneficial for us we're going into year three but it really feels yeah. like year two is going to be our yeah. second season yep. uh, so it, it's different but uh, getting back to a little normality is good and and uh, we're just again anxiously waiting for the fall and and uh, hopefully we've put enough work in to be able to put a good product on the field
0: uh, when the offense was good last year is really good it wasn't necessarily as consistent, I'm sure, as you, as you would like, but you do have a lot of pieces coming back from last year's offense. How how do you build that kind of consistency offensively to make you guys, you know, a real threat in, in, in the conference?
9: Yeah, we were obviously putting in a new system and a new scheme, uh, not not to make any excuses, but those are challenges. Uh, at times, again, like you said, we played really well, and there's at times we we were just uh, inept on offense and, and couldn't do some things, so um, we're going to put the strength of what we're going to do on offense on our offensive line we got every one of those guys except one returning and uh, they're going to be sort of the core of uh the guys that we're going to sort of hang our hat on and uh we've replaced some whiteouts, and some guys have to step up at wide out position uh feel really good about our running back situation i think we have a couple there that are going to be able to uh, uh do some things this year that they've been working to to get to and then uh we got to find a, a you know a starter at quarterback. Mm-hmm. We have some guys that are there, but we got to find a starter there. So offensively, we're just going to have to, one, be more consistent, continue to take great care of the football, and then we're going to rely on our offensive line to sort of get us going.
3: Let's switch gears a little bit to the defense. Uh, Defensively, you guys are going to pretty solid all the way around, especially on your front seven. Uh, How are you going to take that next step this year and and just be better in that unit?
9: I think they're uh, guys coming together and having a little more comfort level Mm -hmm. with our defensive coordinator, Coach Petty, Uh, and then what we're doing defensively. So I think when you mature in a system and you grow in a system a little bit, it allows us to do a little bit more. Uh, There's some times we had to pull back defensively just to make sure that we could execute. Uh, But our kids played hard. Our players played extremely hard on defense and and the challenge is going to be to continue to do that and then again improve uh, in every category on defense
0: okay finally uh, you know one of the questions that i'm sure you're tired of hearing and we're going to be the first second 15th person to ask you this today <laughs> you guys are going to be road warriors this year you guys got two trips an 1800 mile trip to central washington a 2000 mile trip to simon Fraser. so
9: how do you approach those types of new challenges um, We obviously have not taken one that far. (laughs) Uh, We went up to northern Michigan uh, Uh last year, so our guys got a taste of it. Uh, With the help of our administration and the support we're getting there, I think uh, we're going to handle travel uh, appropriately uh, to set our kids up for success. And uh, hopefully if everything falls into place, we do what we have to do to get both of them games played. Um, But right now it's just, uh, you know, we've done it once last year, which I think will help us a little bit.
3: And finally, I'm always curious. So, you know, you, you, you've you got a couple of conference games, you know, up north, and those are going to be played probably in November and December. And you guys are from down here. So how do you get ready for playing in probably negative weather. degree yeah, weather? Be, I'm always so curious about that.
9: Well, we we, uh, we try not to talk about the weather in Kingsville, <laughs> Texas. Uh, yeah, our, for, for both reasons, yeah. you know what I mean, hot <laughs> and cold. Our guys here for me that it's always near perfect uh, in Kingsville. <laughs> so, um, we may have to make some adjustments this year playing that far north but uh, again it's something that we're just going to continue to have to um, fight through and and hope that we have enough mental toughness to be able to not allow the elements to affect us.
0: Finally um, let's talk about your shoes. The the, (laughs) the shoe game is you're the number one ranked shoe uh, guy coach coach. in in the Lone Star Conference. It's a a crown you've held now at least for the last two years (laughs) because the shoes were pretty fresh last year. Um, how, How many pairs of shoes do you have right now? Do you know?
9: Uh, no, I got a closet full. I know that. So uh-huh. we this cleaned is... out this summer a little bit, so we got rid of some and this... made some room for some more. <laughs> this is this is it. the. So what's what's the
0: what's the sideline
9: kicks though? What do what we rock on the sideline? Oh, we just work our regular uh, uh, coaches game day shoes. So, okay. Uh, we'll just be in some Adidas. Because I got to be honest, these it.
0: these coach shoes. You were to rock these on the sideline. Let send a you message. Get some cameras on <laughs> Send <laughs> a message. You know what I mean? <laughs> that 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 uh, Kingsville's coming and they're coming with some class. You know what I mean? Yeah. Be good luck. It's a well, good luck. Yeah. Well, thank you. Appreciate it. You were talking <laughs> to a number of sneakerheads, too. Yeah. yeah. So we're, you know, <laughs> okay. we've two game's hard again. here. Exactly right. <laughs> Mike Salinas, head coach, the A&M Kingsville Havilena's coach. Appreciate your time. Congratulations again on a fantastic 2021. We're looking forward to seeing you guys do it again in 2022, even better. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you, coach. There he goes. Mike Salinas, head coach. Havilena's here uh, of A&M Kingsville. The shoes are very, very choice. So
3: though. nice. They are. I
0: was telling. We you. St-
6: that's one of those you walk off we the bus and you're you're up seven. You know? Oh yeah, like, no, yeah. He walks off like, the bus in those coach yeah.
0: kicks and they're up they're up a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, yeah let's yeah. ask uh, Let's ask one of his offensive linemen, Brandon Jackson, about Coach Salinas's, um shoes. The, the shoe game's pretty strong for Coach. Appreciate Salinas. It, Yes, sir. He, pr- shoe game's pretty strong for Coach Salinas, mm-hmm. Usually, yes, sir. Mm-hmm. We try to keep
10: him right as much as. <laughs>
6: that's right. So they're ta- y'all. Y'all <laughs> right. are taking the credit
0: for it. Yeah, there we go. Exactly. And you know what? And here's the other thing. He's an offensive lineman, so he's a man of taste. He's a man of style.
5: Yeah. <laughs> uh, every
0: offensive lineman in America is a man of taste and style. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brandon, let's, let's talk a little bit about last year. Five and five, the most wins there at Kingsville in five years. Uh, does it feel like to you that this program is starting to turn a corner and, and, and starting to, to become a real threat in the Lone Star Conference?
10: Yes, sir. So um, my first season was that COVID season, so we, we only had played two games. We were 0 and 2. And then um, we went into that next season five and five, five and five, and Coach Salinas he's always bringing new people to help us improve and um, and and takes strides forward and he's always always preaching to us to um, to keep working and I see I see a lot of progress within the team and I see that we're improving a lot and I feel like this next upcoming season we're gonna do pretty good.
3: Last year was your first full season playing for Texas A&M Kingsville. What area do you think that you have grown in the most, and where do you think you need to improve to, to be better for next season?
10: Um, I feel like I understand the game of football a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've learned stuff I had never learned before from high school. Um, I was kind of undersized, so I feel like I still need to grow a little more, and and I feel like my... My strength and my strength and my football knowledge could improve a little more. Also,
0: all right. So, so that's the difference in, in you. Let's talk about the program and just the, the way that maybe the attitude has shifted there at Kingsville. You know, you, you mentioned that last year such a kind of a, a real turning turning point for you guys to go five and five. How what's the what's the difference maybe in the locker room uh, right now compared to maybe when you arrived back in in twenty twenty?
10: Yeah. So when we first arrived, I know that um, Coach Salinas he had there's a lot of people that had been cut and new guys so we we're all kind of individuals and we weren't all working together we were all new to each other and now i could i could really tell that all of us we are more of a family we um we all work better and well together i know me or the us the offensive line we're more of a family we all hang out all the time 24/7 when we are together. Um, Fall camp, we're always together. We're never apart, so I feel like it's a great family atmosphere.
3: Let's throw it back to high school a little bit. Mm -hmm. You're a San Antonio Brennan grad, so Texas high school football grad. We watch Texas high school football pretty closely. I'm
10: familiar with it.
3: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Brennan had a a very deep run in the playoffs Mm -hmm. last year, so my question to you is, did you keep up with them last Mm -hmm. year? Yes, I did.
10: Um, So all the... were they fresh they're either freshmen or sophomores when I graduated. Um, I don't know, Ashton DuBose, Tyler mm-hmm. Turner. The um, bad dude. Yeah, both of them, those are my <laughs> those are my low dogs. So I always I always keep up with them. They um I I text Tyler Probably once a week, I always keep up with his recruiting. Um, he just committed to Oregon, so I'm very proud of him. I've seen him improve a lot. Um, Ashton, I always keep up with him. His twin brother, Aaron, I mm-hmm. keep up with him also. And I just make sure all of them are always straight and good.
0: Uh, well, it's, it's been good times there at, at San Antonio Brennan. Mm-hmm. So finally, uh, on the schedule, every game's important, but one game is pretty unique to you guys. You guys are traveling to Simon Fraser mm-hmm. to play there.
10: Have you been to Canada before? No, I don't. I've never been outside of the country before. Wow! So this is gonna be your first trip. This is trip. exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, very exciting. Um, probably closest to outside the country. I mean, we're pretty close. To the yeah. Mm-hmm. You're living pretty close. Yeah. But, um, probably South Padre, or New York. One of the. Did two y'all have to
6: order passports? I was gonna say um, we were talking about
10: that earlier. I'm not too sure yet. yet.
6: <laughs> okay. But
10: they, I think they were talking about getting us passports and getting us ready Man. to. play.
6: Because we were having that That's conversation wild. earlier. We're like, well, they got, it. they gotta have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, that's yeah. gonna
10: yeah. be that's gonna be wild. So uh, yeah. it
0: would be a unique a unique experience for mm-hmm. sure. Going out there and playing in sure, Canada, yeah. Yeah. yes sir. Absolutely. Brandon Jackson, offensive lineman for the A&M Kingsville Havelinas. Brandon, appreciate your time, my friend. Thanks for stopping by, and we're gonna be uh, excited to watch your Javelinas in the fall. Thank you. Thanks appreciate lot, it. There yes sir. There he goes, Brandon Jackson, the offensive lineman for the Kingsville Havelinas will be making his first ever trip outside of the country when they play Simon
6: Fraser. I was genuinely junior- really cool curious about that. Yeah, like, yeah we were I talking mean, about that earlier. You, you have to have a passport to go out of the country, so it's like, well, they can't all have them already, I would think, you know? Yeah, how cool yeah. would it be to play in Canada? Yeah. That'd be I want sweet. to play in Canada. Yeah, that would to play something sick. in Canada.
3: Yeah, that'd be fun. I've only been to the airport in Canada.
6: Can we see no, if we can Vancouver. move the Girls Flag Football League to Canada? <gasps> Maybe they'll let us out uh, at that point.
0: Can
3: we I do WTF from Canada? Oh, WTF Live from Canada. Why are you guys running up
0: our budget? Like, you guys are running up our budget. We no, we're, just, can't we're, just
6: we're just trying box to share here. the we love for fine. the Lone Star yeah, Conference.
0: Exactly. Um, we're here at Lone Star Conference Media Day here in beautiful McKinney, Texas. Uh, which, by the way, you we were asking well, uh, while we were in, was like, why do they have it in McKinney? It's like, well, this yep. is where the national championship is. Yep. Uh, yep. And one guy and who's gorgeous. One guy who's <laughs> hoping to make a return trip uh, to this very place here in just a few months uh, is the head coach of the UT Permian Basin Falcons, UTPB. We're joined by a, uh, a lettuce-less... Uh, <laughs> Justin Kerrigan. <laughs> the hair's fine. The beard's fine. But I'm just, I'm, I'm not
11: mad. I'm disappointed, Coach. I, well, I kind of feel like I need to go back now.
0: Because uh, <laughs> last year you were here. The flow was exceptional. Uh, but now you've, uh, you've opted for the beard. and it's uh,
11: Yeah, well, uh, like, people asked me if my wife cared, and I, she didn't care. Uh,
0: she knew my- what she was getting into. Yep.
11: Yeah, she's phenomenal. Best coach's wife ever. But my daughter cared. My daughter cut my mullet off. She absolutely hated it. Uh, (laughs) She's eight now. But I got video of her cutting my mullet. Like, made her day. And she loves the beard. We're going to – you got video? We're going to need that video. Yeah. I got you. Thanks. I appreciate
0: that. Uh, Okay. Your Falcons last year, first postseason appearance in program history with, with the Heritage Bowl. Uh, what does an accomplishment like that do for your program at, at the point of your development right now, where you're still kind of building your, the program into what you want to be?
11: Yeah, I think it um, it obviously help provide a little bit of credibility of, of trying to establish a program. And as you, you talk about championships and having been different places of Tarleton and, and Midwestern and um, played at Angelo State, won a couple championships there as a player. And, and you kind of share those things with your players as you, you're building the program. Uh, but until you start really trying to, to tackle that road a little bit, you know, it's, it's really just a lot of talk, and, and I think it just provided some credibility to we're heading in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're doing things right. Uh, it was good for the kids to to have something uh, after the last regular season game, something else to play for. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, naturally, we all want to get into the, the, the postseason and be in the playoffs, but uh, it was good. It, it was good for the kids. Uh, it was good for the program.
3: Unfortunately, you guys were hit pretty hard with injuries last year. So, how important uh, is it for you to just build that depth right now? Well, I think,
11: yeah, for all of us, that's what we're looking for. Um, and it's football, so everybody gets hit with injuries. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's always a, a great excuse late in the, se- in the in the season that you know you're beat up, you're banged up. But uh, at the end of the day, somebody's got to step up and fill the shoes, and mm-hmm. um, you know. COVID has provided a lot more depth, but I think it has for a lot of us. You know, there's a couple other guys that are here that are sixth-year guys, and um, those things help, uh, but, you know, not until you get into it. Mm-hmm. Find out, you know, who can really step up and, and fill in at the right times. Uh, that's kind of what uh, the next few weeks are going to be about. Stepping up and filling in, speaking of which, um, let's talk quarterback.
0: You guys have a, a variety of options, let's say. <laughs> quarterback, are you are you able to provide any sort of – you know, it's July 28th. Are you pre- able to provide any sort of clarity as to what the quarterback situation looks like right now?
11: Well, I'll, I'll say um, we brought in four. Mm-hmm. Uh, three, yeah. three of those guys um, kind of started to really separate themselves throughout spring football. Uh, Dylan Graham, Gabe Herrera, and uh, Jordan Barton um, just it all walked in, learned it on the fly, and uh, and, and were able to kind of separate a little bit in those uh, few weeks of spring ball to kind of going into uh, fall camp. I, I think those three are going to be the, the main ones uh, right now, pushing for the, the, the guy to be the the leader of the ship, the captain of the ship. So,
3: Well, no matter who, who takes that snap, you guys are going to have a lot of options, especially on the outside, like guys like MJ Link and, and Matt. You're going to have to help me with Zuby this last Addy. One. Zuby, Thank you. just go Zuby. Zuby. Would you say that, that your receiver corpse is probably the strength of
11: your offense right now? Uh, yeah, probably so. Uh, them are running back. Yeah. Um, yeah. But MJ is uh, hes rare. And I'm, I'm still young as I sit in this room with guys like Bill Maskell that I started under. <laughs> uh, I'm going to my 18th year of coaching college football and I never have I had one like MJ where he is your best offensive player He's got NFL ability uh, and he's the smartest guy on the field. Mm. And that's really rare because uh, a lot of times your best wideout, not really your smartest player. Mm-hmm. Uh, but MJ plays some quarterback for us. Uh, he threw a touchdown pass against Midwestern. Um, you know, just a, a tremendous athlete with an incredible understanding of the game. So he kind of provides a, a lot of stability uh, as far as the returners go on the offensive side. And obviously gives a little bit to the receiving core of, uh, you know, the experience coming back.
0: Okay, so let's talk defense, too. Defense, you guys had 16 interceptions last year, tied for the most in the Lone Star Conference. Um, I know you have always prided yourself, and this program has always prided itself on having a, a ball-hawking defense. That's even a little extreme for what you guys is something like that sustainable? You think from from year to year, and especially in
11: 2022? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, stats are. Uh, oh, I, I used to always say a bunch. Stats are for losers because uh, that's kind of what you hang your hat on after a loss is what maybe what the numbers show that you did well. Um, you yeah, know, 16 interceptions. I think is is probably um, somewhat sustainable. I, I think for at least another year because. All those guys are coming back with the exception of uh, one. Um, but Dante Stewart's a guy that I want to say in his career with us, which is a year and a half, uh, is our, our all-time leader in interceptions. And we lost him in week four of the season. Mm. So getting him back and then Jacquez Tyler, who was top five guy in the country uh, past breakups. Uh, we lost him with an ACL. He's coming back. Uh, DeAndre Robinson. Um, you know, all those guys are back. So I, I, I hope for another year it's sustainable.
0: Uh. All right. Go, I'm
11: sorry. You got a
3: question? Yeah, I got, I got one. And lastly, um, all right. Imagine it's Saturday morning, getting ready for a game. What's your pre-game ritual? Oh,
0: that's a good one.
11: Yeah. So my kids are six and eight, and uh, in the fall it's soccer season. Oh, that's and tough. Um, wow! I will. I will be that's at tough. every morning soccer game. Wow. Um, Well, you have a great staff. And Saturday, I hate the saying that the hay's in the barn. Mm-hmm. Um, but Saturday, you're not game planning anymore, mm-hmm. uh, and so if we have a, a walkthrough or pre-game, you know, walkthrough meal, whatever it is, uh, and I have a soccer game going on, I'm at soccer game. Uh, yeah. I, w- I will get back to the facility to, to get on the bus to get to the stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I'm not missing the game. What's soccer, Dad uh, Justin Kerrigan like? Are you? Do you sit on your hands? Are you? Are yes, you, I, d- I try to say as little as possible. I try to be away from all the parents. <laughs> okay. Does the
3: coach? watching you come out a little bit though Uh, no no I don't
11: I don't want to coach my kids I want to enjoy (laughs) them I want to sit back and and watch them play um I my wife and I have these debates (laughs) Uh, there's been times of if they don't get a coach they're not going to get to play and I go sign up to coach them (laughs) and she says well you're the coach and I was like I don't want to coach my kids I want to watch my kids (laughs) I want want to enjoy watching them play uh and so I, I I don't don't do any coaching i don't know what it's going to be like you know as they grow and they get further into into other sports uh i just like to say that i, I when they play i tell them how hard they played i appreciated watching you play and if they didn't ha- play hard i tell them you didn't play very hard today <laughs> you know and that's really about all we talk about is just the, the effort that they play with uh, other than that i just want to cheer them on
0: okay so last year it was the mullet this year it's the beard Do you have plans for 2023 no, I just, I shave just, it off. Not, just no, absolutely not. i <laughs> uh, no, no shaving it off. If uh, you guys if you guys win the national championship, will you show up Ooh, here with, the, with the Mohawk? That's a Mohawk? I show. will do that.
6: Oh, we've got that on tape and cut there it. You, you just said that yeah. on social media. Go ahead and cut it. <laughs> it.
0: Justin you Kerrigan, it. the head coach of UTPB Falcons. Coach, appreciate your time. Yep. Friend. Thank you guys. See you Thanks, as always. Justin Kerrigan. Yeah, the beard's good, though. The beard is good. The like mullet, it's, mullet it's would be not better. The, it's not the mullet, but it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's yeah, pretty that's, good. Fine. that's right. Justin Kerrigan, head coach, UTPB, joined us here at Lone Star Conference Media Day here in beautiful McKinney, Texas. This is where the national championship came and Hopefully, Justin Kerrigan, maybe if UTPB, know, like if if he shows up next year with a mullet.
3: with yeah, with a mohawk. M- H- m- Let's go. Yeah.
0: He's ready. Woo-hoo. He's ready the ball hawk of the utpb falcons defense yes that's you deandre robinson joining us here uh at uh, in the hot seat deandre i'm greg this is mallory good to meet you nice to meet y'all mike chase mike chase thanks for you thanks for making has got that's a, that's a seasoned
6: vet right there right, he's this guy, ready this guy, yeah,
0: i can leave you guys can just do, do <laughs> um all right deandre thanks for spe- t- 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 talking with us you've been with utpb since 2019 uh, I'm interested, from your perspective, how you've seen this program, which is still pretty young all things concerned, how you've seen this program change since then.
12: Oh, uh, it, it felt like it changed overnight, but obviously it's been a, a long time. It's been an accumulation of six years of work, but from when I first got here to now, I've literally seen it change so much from from the facilities to the type of players that we have in here to the type of culture that we have, the type of culture that we're developing. I've seen it change, like, overnight. It just feels like it – feel, it feels great to be a part of it because I, I've, I can see it with my own eyes, and I'm a part of it also.
3: I'm interested, you guys had a, a historic run last season. You made two bowl games. You played in the Heritage uh, Bowl against Oklahoma Baptist. Um, what did last season's appearance
0: in the, bowl game, yeah. in
3: the bowl game, I guess, do for you guys? I mean, I mean, does that, does, is that the expectation now? Or are you guys, you're going to do a bowl game? Are you going to win a bowl game next Absolutely
12: year? Absolutely not. That's not the expectation. So I would say what it did for us is it made us say, I don't want to be here. We don't mm-hmm. want to play in a bowl game. Mm-hmm. We want to be playing for a national championship. Mm-hmm. So that's what okay. it did for us. I, it, 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 If we were in that situation this year, it would probably make us upset that yeah. we would be playing for a bowl game. So if it's not a national championship, that's, not, that's it's not expected. We don't ever want to be in a bowl game again. We want to be playing in postseason.
0: Okay, I so, like it. So then let's talk, because last year, your defense, we were talking with Coach Kerrigan. You guys uh, picked off the ball 16 times last year, tied for a second, uh, for the most in the Lone Star Conference. What I didn't know that? What, yeah, there you go. See, <laughs> talking, we we did the, the research <laughs> and, and give, you guys, give you guys the stats. So what, what is it that's going to take for you guys to take that next step defensively, to go from being a pretty darn good defense last year to being an elite one?
12: Uh, I would say we have to be more consistent. So uh, a, lot, a lot of people don't know because they they just see, you know, the numbers and stuff like that. But a lot of times that we, like, did some of the things we did, we were just doing it because we have good football players or good athletes. We weren't never really playing together as a defense. We were at some points in time but we, we didn't consistently play together as a defense as, as one heartbeat, you know, as a unit. We were, we were all over the place sometimes, we'll, but we just have so many good players that we're able to mess up and still make good plays. But this year, I would say we had to be consistent and together as one, as one heartbeat, one unit, going the same direction, making sure we're on the same page all the time.
3: So, so you're not from here. You're nope. from New Jersey. Yep. You are. I don't know if you knew this, but you are one of 17 non-Texans on your roster.
12: What do you in think order?
3: of? Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say, I bet you didn't. What do you think of Texas so far?
12: Oh, I, I love Texas. I, I tell my mom all the time. Uh, if, if I li- so, I lived in uh, six states so far in my wow. in my adult life, and I would say that out of the six states, to choose somewhere to settle down, I would I would choose Texas. You're
3: not just saying that because you're. No,
12: because this is Texas football. this is Texas. I would yeah. tell you something though. <laughs> when I first got here, I would tell you the complete opposite. I would say I am looking for the fastest way out of Texas. <laughs> I would tell you I hate Texas.
6: What changed? Yeah. yeah
12: uh just i don't know just just being here for amount of time you get it, it kind of grows you more you get more of a, a homey feel and then also being from the east coast it's a, it's a lot different from mm-hmm. being in the south so it's it just you know it just feels like more of a place where when you want to settle down and just live a live your life you want to come here you don't want to live in a city the big city new york right outside right. of new york stuff like that i would live here
0: now i i, I can't help but notice you have a toothpick in Always is is, did I hear this right? Do you play with a toothpick in? Yes, I
12: do. Every game.
0: How, your mom, like, I remember when Michael Jordan had to put out like a <laughs> PSA saying don't stick out your tongue when you play basketball because yeah. you might bite it. Are you like? How does your mom feel? I don't actually care about you. How's your mom feel about <laughs> you playing with a toothpick? Because that would scare the crap out of me. Um,
12: she thinks it's stupid. But <laughs> she, <laughs> she, she does. She thinks it's stupid, but she she actually. You know she she supports a lot of things uh-huh. I do she says you know since is me, like you know, it's just me. So it's just my personality and okay. you know what makes me me. So she's just like, you know, she supports it. She like it's stupid, but she she'll say something like, but when you are choking on her one day, don't say nothing to me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's a very mom yeah. thing to say. It is very yeah. mom. Is. Is. That's definitely right. her. Uh, he's DeAndre Robinson. He's the uh, defensive or uh, defensive back for UT Permian Basin. DeAndre, thanks for stopping by, man. I uh, we're looking forward to me. watching yep. your Falcons in the fall, man.
12: <laughs> and and best of luck with the toothpick. I am. Yeah, be
0: careful. Yes. if you. It's
12: gonna be the same one for all all 16. <laughs> games. That's yep.
3: not I'll sanitary. And, Are you superstitious?
12: <laughs> not really. No. All right. No. You're a little stitious. Um, but we did, We did. by the way, get on,
0: on record that Coach Kerrigan said that if y'all win the national championship, because he had, the, of course, the mullet last year. Uh-huh. He's
12: got the beard now. He said he'll do a mohawk. He will do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. He will. So, dang, Coach, you about to be wearing a mohawk next year? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. We'll yeah. I love it. <laughs> See, I would say, but his nickname, it got something to do with stuff like that.
6: It's
0: right. a wait, beautiful man. Wait,
6: what's his nickname? <laughs> Is that on air appropriate?
12: <laughs> Big Sexy.
0: Ah! <laughs> DeAndre time. Robinson. That's <laughs> a back for UT Permian Basin. Appreciate, Appreciate you, y'all. man. Appreciate you, buddy. Absolutely. Good luck next season. Thank there you. he goes. DeAndre Robinson. Oh, All right, boy, we got to get more non-Texans on. That was awesome. I know, big sexy, big Big sexy Justin Kerrigan. If that's not,
6: if that's not how you introduce him next year, we're we're never coming back. (laughs) Fantastic, good
0: stuff uh, here at Lone Star Conference Media. It looks like the
6: little Kerrigans are here too. I think
0: that I think I think the whole our soccer stars here uh, are here. Oh yeah. Uh, So we are uh, talking with celebrities across uh, the Lone Star Conference. Of course, we want to thank our partners at VCR now uh, for for sponsoring things uh, and being the presenting sponsor of, of Texas football today. Do we have the spot? We sure do. We're going to run the spot right here while we get one more person here, so hang with us right
6: now. We're going to run it, I think, and go. Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas loves doing business with fellow Texans. VCR now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. Go VCR Now. Again, that's info at VCRnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW.
0: Back here at Lone Star Conference Media Days here in McKinney, joined by the linebacker for the West Texas A&M, Buffaloes, and the preseason Lone Star Conference Defensive Player of the Year, the pride of Midlothian, <laughs> <laughs> J.C. <laughs> Cap- <laughs> Cavender. Uh, okay, let's start with that. Uh, you were a freshman linebacker of the year last year, or yes, a freshman of the year and, and linebacker of the year last year. Now you're the preseason defensive player of the year in the conference. You just found that out about two hours ago. What, what was your reaction yes, to that? Well, it, it's an honor,
13: and I, I'm extremely honored to get that, but it's also preseason, and I, I had to put in a lot of work this summer you know, to get there and to get that reward, and I still have a lot of work to put in, and so... Um, you know, of course, I'm excited about it, but you yeah, have to put it past me and be able to to put in the work this season. So, yes, sir.
3: Is there a moment from your breakout year last year, maybe even a game that that just stands out to you a little bit more?
13: I'd have to go with Midwestern. Mm-hmm. I, I just the atmosphere at our stadium was wild and. Just the game that we ended up having was unbelievable. It was a lot of fun. So, yes, ma'am.
0: Okay. So your defense really seemed to take a step forward last year, especially in the second half of the season. Um, so what changed? What what was the difference maybe from the first half of the season where a couple couple games where you guys struggled defensively to the right. back half where you really tightened up? What was the difference there?
13: So we uh, we just got more disciplined. You know, mm-hmm. we, we missed a lot of tackles in the UTPB game, and that really was what ended up making us lose the game. And so when we cleaned up the missed tackles and then were able to line up on defense you know and Mm -hmm. just get the play called we were able to you know be able to execute and to win more games that way so
3: now are you guys going to try and carry that momentum from your strong finish last season into this 2020 oh yes oh yeah we're
13: already starting to work on it and we're starting film sessions now and we're we're getting young guys in there that you know that need to be um brought up and Mm -hmm. so um, we're looking forward to it. It's gonna be a great year.
0: Okay, let's let's talk a little bit about the you know you mentioned preseason. The preseason projections have you guys kind of middle of the pack there in in in, in the Lone Star Conference. Yes, sir. Um, how you know this is a good conference, top to bottom, tough you know tough games every, each and every week. Um, how do you guys get from that middle of the pack to the top? What's what's got to change? What's got to be the difference this season? Well, we have to keep um, believing in ourselves
13: and quit killing ourselves. Mm. You know that's what we did in most of the early games. And we just have to execute every play. And when, you know, when we have a bad play, we have to put it behind us and look forward to the next play.
3: And you're not the only Cavender on this team. Your brother, your brother, Joe Cavender, offensive lineman, yes, he's a freshman. How, what's it like to play with him?
13: Oh, it's something else. He's actually living with me right now. And, Is he really? Uh, That's yes, cool. Sir. That's yeah, cool. he's living with me in my apartment, and so we got a little blow-up matches for him. And so uh, it, it's quite special, you know, and I just get to bring him up and show him the ropes. And cool. it, it's unlike anything else. And I also played with him in high school. He blocked mm-hmm. it for me, you know, when I played running back. And, mm-hmm. and so uh, – I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Okay. okay. That's pretty cool. And
0: and and you know, you mentioned in high school you're a, you're a Midlothian Panther. Uh, throw that out there. Yeah, you played for Coach Doug Wendell down there. Yes, How sir. did playing at Middle Oathian and, and having some, some some decent success there, kind of getting them to uh, you know back back to, to winning playoff games, things like that? How did that prepare you for for what is now the next level?
13: Well, Coach Coach Wendell is one heck of a coach, mm-hmm. and I found that out very early. And I know we had a uh, my freshman year went one and nine, and we had a couple rough mm-hmm. years, but he believed in us, and he made our made ourselves believe in us, and so. Having that and having that coach there that motivated us, you know, day in and day out was unbelievable, and and that's what ultimately, you know, brought up that program. So.
0: All right, I think Mallory mustache you one more square. Okay.
3: <laughs> mustache you? Oh my gosh. God! God, no, Get that off, your, was mic off. That
0: you was, you're all, your mic off. We're cutting your
3: mic off.
0: Thank you very much. No, guys, hold your applause.
3: Well, that, that was my mic. Microphone. No, yeah, I cut his mic off. We're good now. <laughs> I, I I saw Top Gun on Monday. Oh, loved Monday? It. Okay. I loved it. Um, I, I especially liked Miles Teller. Uh, he had a mustache like yours. Like the, and, the and we, beach
13: scene? Is that what you're talking about? Yes, maybe.
3: that is exactly what you're <laughs> talking yeah. about. Uh, we talked about this I before we were on the air. <laughs> talked about this a little bit before we were on the air. Yes. Did you get the mustache because of Miles Teller and Top Gun? Because all the ladies are fan- Boying over him, or did you have this before the movie came out?
13: So I did have it at the end of my sophomore year. I had okay. it in spring, and I it was much longer. I could curl it. It was it was manly. Oh, was we awesome. gotta see that. Did you oh, curl yes. it? I actually have a picture. Well, I'd love to see it. I don't know where it's at, but okay. it's somewhere in my we camera see it on it Okay, on I got you. Yeah. Ta-
3: tag DCTF in oh, <laughs> yeah. <at> it. Yeah.
13: <laughs> yeah, but so I had it at the end of my sophomore year, and then uh, I shaved it, and. I watched the movie, and I was like, I have to bring it back. I and, of it. course, you know, the girls love it. So, <laughs>
0: Listen, that's right. That's right. He's not just the Lone Star Conference Preseason Defensive Player of the Year. He is also... A well mustachioed young man.
5: Oh my gosh. J.T. Cavender. We gotta cut you off. J.T., great to meet you, my friend. Thank Best you so luck. much. Yes, to sir. To
0: what very doing nice before. to meet you. Nice to meet you. Thank you you y'all. Thank y'all. There he goes, J.T. Cavender, uh, the uh, linebacker for the uh, West Texas A&M uh, Buffaloes. You can just take that off, and put it down. It's fine. We're, we're, we're not very fancy around right here. We're not it's formal. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> he came over and he was like, "I've never talked with Dave Campbell's before," and I'm like, "We are not that important.
3: We're, <laughs> too, we're just people." Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
6: and then, and then Mallory brings up Miles Teller so uh, I I appreciate that <laughs> He was
0: he was great. <laughs> uh, thanks, thanks JT. We're going to keep it in Canyon, talk with uh, the head coach of the uh, West Texas A&M Buffaloes. Join us now.
1: Uh, coach Hunter Hughes, join us here. Uh, in I was going to be
6: impressive if you left the sunglasses on. That was that was a
0: vibe. Oh,
1: I just kind of looked in there. I was like, yeah, well, maybe <laughs> I should. Listen, I can this see. Is Hold on. <laughs> uh, no.
0: Now you this can't is all see me balding This though. is all
1: very good. Hunter
0: Hughes, the uh, head
1: coach of West Texas A&M. Coach, good to see you. It's good to see you. I just came over here to pick up my uh, magazine.
3: Oof. Oh. Uh, I do have oh, oh. a single magazine in my backpack. Oh, so. this
1: isn't a yearly deal? I thought this was a.
3: We're charging three times for it. this was
1: my NIL deal, had, deal here. Dude, we've <laughs> had
0: supply <laughs> chain issues. You want, We can talk about an NIL deal with Dave yeah, Campbell. That would be pretty cool. Uh, yeah. It's Hunter uh, Hughes, head coach of West Texas A&M. Let's talk, let's talk about last year. You guys started slow, let's say. Yes. And then won five of your last six games. Yes including wins over the team that went three rounds deep in the playoffs oh. and the conference champion in Midwestern. Oh. Do you think – are you a believer in season-to-season momentum?
1: Do you feel like that is something that can carry over to, next, to this year? I think in some areas it can. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's so much change in Division Two from a year-to-year basis that uh, – it's difficult um you can build off that momentum and keep it going but uh it, it, you're playing so many different players yeah. um I, we stumbled you know the first you know two of the first three games actually three of the uh, our first four games we, we stumbled and uh had some issues and uh that's what i brought up is we got to learn not to beat ourselves mm. i felt like in those games um it wasn't not trying to discredit the teams that beat us but we i felt like that uh we we were in a situation to win every single football game and there were mistakes we made drop passes uh penalties um missed tackles things like that missed opportunities that got us um that You know, you go back and look at it, the way we finished, if we could have started off that way, then different outcome, so.
3: Well, the the, the biggest difference maker, I guess, late in the season was your defense. Mm -hmm. Well, just 16.3 points a Uh, game. What changed to make that defensive unit so effective?
1: uh, I think the players, you know, Mm -hmm. it's not that they weren't bought in, but I think we had too many me guys. Mm-hmm. I want to make the play. I want to make the play. And the way our defense is structured is you do your job, the play's going to come your way. Mm-hmm. You just have to be ready to make it when it comes your way. Uh, I think that they started to finally understand that. Um, and I credit them because they matured and saw that. Uh, and we talked about it. I've talked to JT about it. I've talked to Chris Thomas, or the linebacker, um, other guys coming back and told them said that's what you have to tell the younger guys this is why we were successful toward the end we have to start with that and we start in the spring get it going in the fall camp Uh, and when the players are telling the players if you do your job you'll have the opportunity to make big plays it's a lot different than hearing my voice say it or another coach say it then there's more belief I I, I truly think that
0: so speaking of JT we just talked with him Um, outstanding mustache Mm -hmm. I'm saying mustache. Great. Although I agree with you that I feel like if you just if you were like, I'm going to be a mustache guy, you just blow him out of the water. <laughs> I'm just telling him, don't let him hear me say he's, he's the preseason defensive player of the year, speaking yeah. of which. He is the preseason defensive yeah. player of the year. What is it about him that doesn't show up in the stat sheet? What is it about him that
1: sets him apart and makes him special? Uh, he's passionate about life. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a competitor in every aspect of his life. On the field, it's easy to see off the field, he wants to make the highest grade in the classroom. Mm. Um, yeah, I think he's got a 3.75 or a 3.8 GPA. Mm. Um, in this, his social life, he wants to be the best. Um, he does a great job of uh, getting involved in the community. As the vice president of the SAC, uh, he does a lot of things. And they lean on him a lot because they know he'll do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but he's a college kid. Hmm. You know, He's made some mistakes. And he's learned from them. But I made mistakes. Uh everybody in here has made mistakes. Mm-hmm. It's how he has responded to those mistakes and made himself better because of those mistakes. Um so I he's I just told somebody I said uh if I had a daughter mm-hmm. uh, I would tell my daughter that's the guy you want to marry mm-hmm. because of the way he does everything. Um and he does it all with great passion. So um I'm glad I don't have a daughter enough to worry about that. <laughs> hey, yeah, yep. I was going to say. As daughter,
3: yes. As a daughter, yes, yes, <laughs> of course, of course. You bring back a couple of offensive weapons in uh, your quarterback, Nick Gerber, we and do. your running back, Jared Compton. We've you have heard of them. Maybe.
1: We watched a couple Y'all games. Y'all call them weapons? <laughs> <laughs> That's a weight. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, you know. We got some offensive. Uh, they might Power? be like little revolvers. Let's call them oh revolvers. Like, you say weapons, it's like uh, howitzers or something. Uh, they're right over there staring, staring daggers. <laughs> That's he, he's shrugged his he's, shoulders.
3: Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's like. J-
1: J- jared has got to prove it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We uh, got so. to get, get Jared on here he to defend it. himself. <laughs> get him on. But yeah, yeah think, exactly right. Do you think this offense could be better? Than last season
1: this, this offense better be better than last year because our defense is going to struggle we're going to have to outscore some people i think at first mm. um we lost a lot of a lot more on a lot more uh returners on offense a lot more uh experience on offense than we do on defense and so i think that uh i'm looking to our offense to carry us until mm-hmm. our defense can start to gel I think that um it really helps our defense during fall camp to uh go against our offense um the weapons they have as y'all say it. Um <laughs> I think I think it prepares us for what's going on in the season. We try to do in fall camp be a little more physical than what we might see sometimes. Um and, you know, I, our goal every year is to have our defense in fall camp play the best offense in the conference. Mm-hmm. And our offense face the best defense in the conference. Um, and that way your competition is going and you're building on that. So, uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, I, I'm expecting a lot of big things from our offense. Um,
0: well, look, Jared was a star at Levitt Coronado. Nick Gerber was a star at Land. I've just, you know, I'm biased. Ooh, was I, think I think they're stars. <laughs> yeah. I think they're stars. It's <laughs> fine. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, Sixth, you're entering your sixth year there in Canyon. How much have you seen this program change from the time that you arrived? Because it's not a—it a program with good history and things yeah, like that. But
1: I, I've seen. This is what I've seen. Our first three years, I was thinking, man, this is exactly the way I wanted to go. Mm. COVID hit, adversity hit, and. The landscape changed a little bit for really life and how you live life um, I don't know if myself adapted to that change in life for those kids and what they were going through so I thought I think we'd dip down and I'll take full responsibility for that now learning more about what kids deal with and what I have very high expectations for my kids very high I don't think they've had those expectations or nobody has put those expectations on themselves mm-hmm. like I have, and I demand things to be. Mm-hmm. So I'm not pulling back on those expectations or demand because I want them to be the most successful person they can be. I think my methods of doing that has changed, and I think we're starting to get back to where we were. I mean, pre-COVID, we're 8-3. and three, mm-hmm. A Miss going away from you know, time for the conference and going to the playoffs, and and that's the game you're you're that's close to being there, and it could all change in a matter of, of moments, so um, but I think we're we're getting that. I think we've got a really good core group of players uh, and now we've gotta sprinkle in some some new faces and see where they fit in and go with it
3: and lastly, I've got a hard hitter for you. I see you're wearing a fitbit here, yep, so. How That's many very, steps?
1: It's crazy, How it? many
3: se- No, no, I'm
1: curious. Me? No, the me weren't a Fitbit. I'm <laughs> curious.
3: Here's my question. I'm you
1: curious. think I'd be fit, right?
3: How many steps do you average per day? Maybe even do you average more on a game day? Do you average more on just a normal day at practice? How many steps do you average a day?
1: Since we practice in the morning, I get about 14,000, 15,000 steps Sheesh. by 930 Yeah, practice. Yeah. We just did some camps. I got 22,000 steps in Mm -hmm. doing two camps on Monday of this week. So um, it doesn't show (laughs) anywhere but on on my Fitbit. (laughs) Because when you look at me, you're like, you got 22,000 steps in? That's crazy. Where's it? Like,
0: <laughs> Brother, me. Brother, I feel you. I got the same one. So.
1: Yep. Uh, he's under Hughes
0: head coach of the West Texas a and Buffs. Coach, appreciate your time as I, always.
1: I hope to see y'all here next year. I know you'll be here. I hope to see <laughs> <laughs> Okay. That's yeah. up to Jared.
3: And i tell you what, <laughs> why don't we
0: yeah,
1: – I guess it's up to Jared.
0: <laughs> Poor Jared. He said
3: – yeah, Jared,
1: Jared can't defend himself.
3: Yeah. Uh, he doesn't even have a mic. He can't even. It's fine. It's
1: fine. I'm it, ready it, to. It, yeah, exactly. Jared's going to have a breakout year. Okay, you heard That's it. That's where Jared I brought Colton, him. Breakout
0: year. Coach, appreciate your time, my friend. Absolutely. We'll see you Thank next you year, guys. no matter what. I hope so. Okay. <laughs> Here goes. Hunter Hughes. Coach <laughs> of West Texas a and <laughs> getting – Daggers from his running back.
3: <laughs> Golly. I wish you guys could see this. It's Just, great. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. uh, here at Lone Star Conference of Media Days here in McKinney, wrapping things up, I think we're going to try to get one more guest before we go, maybe even the uh, the commish of the, uh, of, of the Lone Star Conference. Talk a little bit Big about it. Big money. Big money, big that's money. That's all Jay we left. Uh, That's right. That's, that's all we've got. We, believe hey, we've we've done gone
3: for like an hour. 10 interviews.
0: Oh no. Uh, these things awesome. fly. I told you. They do. They yeah. really. Yeah. See, these have are, so much fun. this is your first time here. Yeah. Yeah. No, these mm-hmm. things are, this thing's great. And, and uh, uh, a huge shout out to Melanie with the Lone Star Conference. <laughs> oh yeah. Here comes the big man. And the food um, too. Like yeah. we had
3: some shout Rudy's to, barbecue before. this. Shout out
0: to uh, awesome. Melanie and, and the whole, uh, everyone with the Lone Star Conference letting us hang out and helping make this happen. And now. Speaking of making things happen, and speaking of important people with the Lone Star Conference, we are joined by the commissioner of the Lone Star Conference. It's Jay Perner. Mr. Perner, it's good to see you.
14: Thank you so much for having me, guys. I was, you know, Erin went way over on her time, as you know. (laughs) And it was unbelievable. And she just (laughs) kept going and going. I thought, well, you know, the good news is I'm the last. Yeah, on this interview, and you guys will cut me, right? You got to no. cut one out. You're going to cut the commissioner, But right? <laughs> You can, you can, no, no. such luck. No, no, no and luck. in fact, no. And I'm joking about Aaron, by the way. She did an awesome
0: job. Oh, I'm not. No, I'm not.
3: <laughs> joking about We're not afraid to
0: say. No, it's fine. We're not afraid <laughs> to say. Okay, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about this this new look conference. Uh, you know, d- uh, Commerce out mm. off the Division One level two years ago, two years after Tarleton goes. So for you in the, in the conference office, what has the last year been like for you guys with
14: so many changes? Well chaos, you know, the last two years just because of COVID. If mm-hmm. nothing else, just throw out everything mm-hmm. and we have COVID years mm-hmm. right? And the, For everybody in our business and in any, any business, mm-hmm. it was crazy. So you have that and then you have um, the last year has just been a lot of uncertainty at the NCA level. You had the, the NIL stuff basically come to fruition in July and that whole uncertainty and everybody trying to deal with that. Then the NCAA was going through this whole Constitution Committee and all these changes which were mostly Division One level but affected us at Division II, and then in the middle of that we have an institution leave, the second one in three years, um, you know, a long-time institution, a football-playing mm-hmm. institution, and so we're constantly just dealing nonstop, and, and membership is a hard thing to deal with, um, but to our credit, we have built our league up, 17 really strong full-time members, very diverse um, institutions, you know, our geography, we, we cover basically our whole south-central region here chaos right now yeah. Division mm-hmm. one level, One, it'll trickle down. Yep. Yeah, And so we always have to be aware. And like I said, nimble is probably the mm-hmm. word I try to use a lot because you just constantly have to be aware. Yeah.
3: All right. Well, speaking of geography, you know, the alliance with the great Northwest mm-hmm. Athletic Conference may seem a little strange to some people. Why was it the right move mm-hmm. for the Lone Star Conference?
14: Yeah, I, I think you know, the good news is we had already been working with those schools on non- non-conference games are really hard to find in Division 2. A lot of conferences are closed schedules. Basically, they only play conference games and they don't play non-conference. Um, and so they're hard to find and they're expensive. So um, what we were able to do with this is not that these games, not that it's not hard to get out there, but we basically found a partner that was collaborative and wanted to work with us. and. Division 2 they're within our same region. There's a lot of value to it for our schools in regards to playing those games and winning those games puts you in a better position to make the NCAA playoffs. And again, like I said earlier, that's ultimately what our goal of our schools. All, we're all competing for championships at the regional and the national level. At our league, we consider ourselves one of the premier Division Two leagues in the country, and that's ultimately our goal. We want to have tremendous competitive success at the regional and national level. And so I think ultimately that's what this allows us to do. If whatever institutions, and hopefully two or three, do really well in this schedule at the end of the year, they're going to be in the mix to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm.
0: You, uh, you're you entering your eighth year mm-hmm. as the LSC commissioner. Mm-hmm. What do you know now about the big chair Oof. that maybe you didn't know <laughs> yeah. eight years ago?
14: Oh, goodness. Um, that's a great question. You know, I, I've, uh, I've enjoyed it. It's been ever-changing. As you know, I, when, I, when I started, I think we had 11 schools, and then we were down to nine, and then we were up to 19 mm-hmm. at one point, and now <laughs> we're at 17. So that part is, is – it's I would say it's fun in some ways, but it's you know, sometimes you just want to take a deep breath and there's really never an opportunity to do that in our business anymore. But yeah, no, it's it's just been a growing experience. But what I'm really fortunate with and you, you guys can appreciate this because you're out and about and, uh, you know, the football community, the college sports community, our division two is real close knit. Um, it 's amazing people, so I got to work with, I get to work with some great uh, administrators, coaches you met a bunch of them here today, mm-hmm. um, presidents of institutions that really care about sports and athletics and really understand the value it brings to their schools and their communities and so It makes my job pretty easy in a lot of ways, so I I really enjoy that part of it.
3: And a quick follow-up to that. Looking back, did you ever think you were going to have a team from Canada
14: entering the Lone Star Conference? No. I'll just leave it at that. No, I wasn't. I I like that. What a great school. I mean, what uh, what an interesting story, and they've done their... Doing all the right things and put a lot of money into facilities, and and you, you got to meet their coaches or coach and student athletes. Great, great. They're they're excited about the opportunity, we're excited to be with them and provide them this opportunity as well.
3: Well, and we talked to a lot of kids today that say some of them said they'd never been out of the country before. So it's a great opportunity for yeah. them to explore more of you know yeah. what's out there.
14: Yeah. You know, but we, we talk about that a lot. Like you know, a lot of a lot of our student athletes don't necessarily really leave Texas. Right, right. You know, it's so an opportunity not just to go to Oklahoma or New Mexico or Arkansas now, but to actually go up to the Pacific Northwest might be once-in-a-lifetime. So right. So it's pretty cool.
3: Right. And, and what has you most excited probably for this next coming season?
14: Well, I- I'm actually, what's most exciting would be just to have a normal year. (laughs) They said the last two years have been COVID-related. The first year was awful. And then last year, we kind of got hit mid-year with another round of COVID. And so if we could just go through and, like, have a normal year, (laughs) uh, uh, you know, deep breaths, have fun, just get back to normal problems, um, that would be great. So that's what I'm most looking forward to, normalcy.
0: And and finally, uh, as everybody knows, you were uh, a two-time all-whack pick at SMU Basketball um, back in the day. You didn't know this? I didn't know that. Oh, no, you're sitting next to... Mm. A, a legit athlete. That's I'm, awesome. I'm, I'm just, you know, you you graduated. Too when kind. you graduated, you were the ninth leading scorer in SMU history. Um, yeah, you didn't know this. No. Oh, yeah, I know this guy. This baller. is really cool. I just want to know if you if you could still. You can still go, like if if you go, like we go to a pickup, we go to Lifetime Fitness or something like that.
14: Are you just are you just crossing fools up and taking uh, it to the I, r- taking it to the rack? And... I would love to see, say yes, but I, I'm I'm washed up, man. I really <laughs> am. I'm washed up, I am. The back's gone. You know all those years of wear and tear. Like yep. it's it would be ugly if I went out there. I, I like to think I can, but I'm just being honest with you. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, I still love it. And I miss it. I miss I miss the competition. Man. Okay. I would love nothing more than to go to Lifetime and just play for three hours pick up ball, but I couldn't move the next day. I it's, really it's, a y- it's a young man's game. It, man. is. it is. a young it man's is. game. It That's is. Right. No uh, doubt. For you, guys like you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: young guys like this
0: one. I know. Uh, Jay Perner, the commissioner of the Lone Star Conference. Uh, Mr. Perner, we certainly appreciate your time. Thanks for having us uh, and, and yes. letting us crash yes. your party.
14: I really, man, I can't say enough about, we're really appreciative of you guys being here. It, it adds a lot to our event, but it's just what you, the guys, the work you guys do, which is amazing, and you've got some great group here. Wow. And we're really thankful for you guys to be here and Really, thanks, man. I can't say enough. Well, we appreciate you having us. Thanks. thanks, uh, Appreciate you, Jay. Appreciate you. Very nice
0: to meet you. Uh, Jay Perner, the commissioner of the Lone Star Conference, joined us here at Lone Star Conference Media Days here in McKinney. And that's going to do it for us. That's everyone. Talk to 11 people. (laughs) You, are you tired? No. I could
6: do 11 more.
0: Okay. Well, we can try to pull somebody else. That
6: I mean, fun. I'm sure we can get Erin on here. She'll uh, oh, she's the oh, Energizer sure bunny that'll we, keep going. <laughs> she, she's still
0: talking, actually. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little, little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Campbell's, And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Hey, Mal pal, this was fun.
3: This was fun. Good work. Good job.
0: Hey, Pickle. Great job.
6: Thanks guys. That's
0: good. Uh, <laughs> thanks very much to Lone Star Commissioner uh, Lone Star Conference Commissioner Jay Perner, Angelo State coach Jeff Gersh, Angelo State running back and th- and Nate Omabayu. Omob- Oh my oh i putting the wrong emphasis. I'm putting Oh uh the running back the preseason Lone Star Conference player here. I got to remember that. Yep, yep. Midwestern State coach Bill Maskell, Midwestern State defensive end Malik Owens, Kingsville, A&M Kingsville coach Mike Salinas, A&M Kingsville offensive lineman Brandon Jackson, UT Permian Basin coach Big Sexy Justin Kerrigan, UT Permian Basin defensive basin defensive back DeAndre Robinson, West Texas A&M coach Hunter Hughes and West Texas A&M lineback J.T. Cavender for being our guests. For Ashley Pickle and Mallory Hartley, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please meet your Player of the Year trophy. Women Talking Football takes over noon tomorrow. Let's go. See you Monday on Texas Football Today.